your co-host Kenny Buller. Welcome on the second floor podcast. I've been rolling around with all my goons and all my savages. I just want to do We would have dreamt of something like this, and here it is. Ray Ray with the heaters got the tracks on in immaculate. Looking kinda dab, but be chillin'. It's no matter about my business. So I speak. Rolling. Alright, let's dive in, guys. Welcome to the second floor podcast. I'm with my co-host Karam Cassius and myself, Kenny. And on this series, we display and talk about current events that are happening in the world. And we want to ask you, do you agree or do you disagree with what's happening? And along the way, you get to hear our opinions. So uh, let's talk about the presidential election coming up. And there is someone who, you know, us three have been paying special close attention to. That is, I'm sure you guessed it, the one and only Vivek. Ramaswamy. Um, there's a lot of things that he's saying that is known to be controversial to some degree, but also if you look at it, very raw, very real. There, there's a side of him that, you know, us three guys can, can certainly appreciate, but then there are some things that we might be scratching our heads on going, do we agree or do we disagree with this? So I want to bring this to your guys' attention. Something in which Vivek stands by is every decision he makes is on the basis of making sure that it is for and by the americans Mm -hmm. so with this crazy world in which we're living in right now where we feel like world war three is is and could happen he still states that any decision he makes is for and by the american citizens do you guys agree with that you know do you feel like this is something that is neglecting, um, you know, the humanitarian in us to be there for other countries? Or does this ideology actually make a lot of sense when you as the president, especially of America, should only be there for your people? What do you guys have to say about that? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Uh, Karam, do you want to go? Sure. Sure. Um, I actually, I don't know if you guys have seen, but PBD just released a book, choose your enemies wisely. Right. And he was on a podcast recently that I was listening to. And he was talking about how people need to be more selfish. And for a lot of, a lot of people, they're going to see that in here and be like, why would you be selfish? And what he was trying to get across was selfish people actually care to be better, actually care to do more. Whereas the unselfish person will actually blame others and have other things to say and and play victim more so than not. So I think in this regard, in the same way, if Vivek is being selfish on the self-interest of America and he wants to put those first before everything else, then I think they're only going to work on making their their country better. And if every country followed suit and did the, did the same thing, then I think I don't really see it being a problem. Obviously, it plays uh, like some... You're, you're walking on thin lines when you're talking about different wars and things of that sort. But he was even talking about, like, I think it was Taiwan or I can't remember exactly where it was. But he was saying that, oh, in that region, they're choosing not to leave because they have semiconductors that is of interest of America. So their, their need to protect is a little bit different. Whereas I think he was talking about uh, Ukraine and the money being spent over in Ukraine, they don't need to have military in there, but they have sent the money to help out, right? So there's certain things that he's he's pro and for that helps, but then there's certain things that he feels like it's not in the best interest of America. 
And I can, from afar, I can appreciate that because if he's looking at it as a U.S. first, world second, and he's he also talked about like the U.N. leaders, that's their job. It's not his job. He's he's running for the as a U.S. president. He's not running to rule the world. So in that regard, I think he's kind of right. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll add to, I'll add my thoughts on Vivek. I think I think one thing with with him is uh, you know he's the youngest uh, running um, you know individual to run for a presidential campaign. So um, you know I think he speaks for. Uh, you know, a lot of young individuals and people kind of around our age, if not younger. Um, he's got that sort of uh, rebellious mm -hmm. sort of character to him, like uh, raw, direct, sort of like Trump, how Trump came into office and he just blew everybody out of the water was because of his just the most ridiculous, heinous things that he would say. And he would just say it from from his heart. He didn't really care. Um, what people thought of him. And Vivek has that sort of uh, personality where he's just basically going up on stage and just ripping people apart left, right and center. And the reason he's able to do this, whereas the other candidates aren't, is because, um, number one, he doesn't come from a political background, right? He comes from a business background. Uh, so as a successful serial entrepreneur, he is funding his own campaign. He doesn't have any sort of quote unquote political ties going into this. Now, I don't know if that's changed. Maybe that's changed now that he's in the spotlight. Uh, I'm sure there are, um, you know, companies and, and individuals who are backing him at this point. Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. But I think he, he has, everything's against him. He's going against the grain. And I think that uh, as an individual who's going against the grain, you have to put all, all your cards on the table. And you have to be, you have to be better, and quicker, faster, do things differently because you are coming from, uh, because you are the black sheep. You are the outlier coming into this. All those other individuals have um, that are running are have political uh, backgrounds, have been in the game longer than he has. So he's coming into this with, you know, a completely different background, and he has to. Um, he has to be better. He has to say things that are uh, more dangerous. He has to be more bolder. And so I think it's, uh, I could be wrong, but I think it's working for him in terms of attention wise. Because I mean, it's, it's, it's gained our attention and yeah. other individuals, we're not even in the political space. We don't even, on the second floor, we don't really talk about the, the like politics or anything like that. But we see this guy in circles that we follow. So um, I think from an attention standpoint, I think he's, he's garnering that, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you it's when you kind of see this at face value, something I know he preaches is going back to him being a proud American as he looks at the constitutional rights and recognizes that, you know, everyone has the right to freely express their ideas. And when he said that, that actually it sit it sat very well with me because here's somebody who isn't actually about canceling other people. I feel like in this cancel culture we're in going into 2024 is you say something that doesn't sit well with me, you're canceled. I'm going to block you. I'm going to you know, do my best to not even take the time to hear you out. And I find that he's been known to have very interesting characters on his podcast. He's been known to have certain people that others are frowning upon for him to 
you know, for lack of a better term, involve himself with. Mm -hmm. But when he, you know, says all these things, he's backing it up with, listen, you have to understand the way he, I, I quote this from when he was on the Pierce uh, podcast is he says, the way we make ideas is actually through free speech and the ability to debate. So he said something along those lines where he knows that when he gets anyone to speak their thoughts freely, he can then allow that person to prevent themselves from actually um, being isolated with that. Mm -hmm. Because when you tell someone not to speak, you know, him and he was saying this, when you tell them not to speak, what are they going to do? They're going to scream. And then now when there's when you tell them not to scream, they're going to get violent. And when you tell them not to get violent, it's just going to keep escalating. So I think it's it's, it's really unique to get someone like this who, um, you know, isn't afraid to be bold, as Sean Canungle likes to say, yeah. right? Like he's saying things that people are going, wow, like a presidential elect just said this, you know? And uh, funny enough, there's more news going out there now where uh, we were talking about this with the way... Um, Elon handled the situation publicly is he also is just publicly telling people to go fuck themselves. So, you know, it, it is interesting to now be in a world where we have a potential um, president to be out there. But now the question becomes, you know, it sounds to me like we all agree that, you know, I, I'm in favor of, yeah, if he handles and is there for Americans first, then selfishly, sure, Americans are going to feel better supported. Now the question becomes, would you guys vote for him? Like if we were American, we're Canadian. But if we were American, would Dual you Dual citizenship going? coming soon, you know? <laughs> I'm voting. <laughs> and you'd vote for him? Oh, I, I definitely would. I mean, I got to dive a little bit deeper into it. But for the most part, I mean, we even had the conversation not too long ago, maybe even a few months back on basically he was coming up on our radar. And we were saying, is, is he getting more attention because he's brown or is he getting attention because he has good things to say and the right things to offer for Americans. And I think now this far into learning about Vivek, like at the start, we just kind of notice him, brown skinned dude, and he's running as a president. Is he going to be the first brown president? Or is it, is it going to hold him back? Now I think it's, it's clear to say that he's a very intellectual person. And one of the things that I've noticed in the last two years is people with money are, are the only ones that are able to speak freely that have true free speech. So the guys like Elon, guys like um, Vivek, guys like Andrew Tate, people people that have that much money are able to actually speak the truth. And it's, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but from the outside looking in, it seems like certain people also don't like that and fear that because I think there's a lot more negative press sometimes when it comes towards these people who have that much money and don't have any political ties because it's easier because they're not as controllable. Whereas maybe other people that have political ties just might be easily influenced or maybe easier to influence in these scenarios. Hmm. Well, that's, I mean, just to add to that, that's, that's another thing, right? It's like, um, you know, from what I understand is that um, a lot of these uh, people that run, um, they get backing from certain companies, certain, you know, for example, Vivek always says, uh, Nikki Haley mm -hmm. is uh, backed by military contractors. And, and so BlackRock and, and BlackRock, Larry Fink. Exactly. Exactly. So I think when you're, when, <laughs> when people are filling your pockets, you don't have that much, you, you, you are controlled. 
Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna say? You You have to if you are getting paid by companies, you are restricted in their sandbox at the end of the day. Yeah, something I want to be very clear on too is I'm sure anyone listening to this can very much so see that here's three brown guys in favor of uh, the first brown potential president presidential elect, right? So I want to ask you guys this. Let's say he wasn't brown and be very honest. Would you guys still be like in favor of him as much as you are now? I would definitely be because uh, anybody who can tell somebody like Chris Christie to get his fat ass off the stage and go have a meal, they got my vote, right? <laughs> if you can speak that much truth and honesty in front of that many people and back it up with facts, that's not the only thing. But obviously, he has some polarizing statements that's, that you're going to be like, whoa. You love how raw he is. I love I how raw that. he is. And I said the same thing about Elon Musk. Um, I just believe that free speech and like what he's talking to have both sides have a debate is healthier than silencing one side and controlling the narrative. To me, I just feel like even if I have somebody that I don't agree with, I would love to have the, the opportunity to debate. And that's what all these guys are kind of vouching for, because the more the more that gets taken away from you, the, the scarier the world to me becomes, because there's no longer having varying opinions. There's just one way. And that's the only way. And that's how kind of cancel culture is kind of uplifted and and been so apparent in the last few years, in my perspective, at least. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, yeah, same thing. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I mean, definitely as a as a polarizing figure, he definitely piques my interest. Right. Um, the fact that he comes from a business background also piques my interest because he understands economics. He understands the markets. He understands uh, potentially what it takes um, to get the economy back or at least move it into the right direction. So, um, but also that he's young. I mean, let, let's be honest, man. Like he's young. He kind of, he kind of is in those circles that we kind of follow. He, he is in that radar of individuals and, and, and people that we, that we see on a day to day and a little bit of a younger audience. So I feel like he gets the younger crowd. So as older candidates, I can't relate to a, a Joe Biden. I can't relate to these other, uh, you know, individuals that are that are running. Uh, and frankly, if I was a US citizen, why as a young person, why would I even care? You're 30, 40, 50, 60 years older than I am. And uh, you probably have no idea how to use TikTok or Facebook or any of these things. And you probably are so far-fetched in your own ideologies and you're probably really um, stubborn in those ways that you're probably not open to, like Krom said, debate or um, listening to the other side or even um, being open to uh, young people's opinions, you know? And you know, like even on that side, like people are saying, people are shitting on him for being on TikTok. Like the older crowd is almost being like, why are you doing this? You're doing, you're making all these statements just to go viral on TikTok and kind of using him trying to have a reach with and a connection with a younger audience almost against him, right? So to me, I actually respect him more because he's actually hitting the facts and able to have politically sound statements and also have um, full on conversations with adults. But at the end of the day, like you got to be able to connect with the youth and the, the people who are also going to be soon enough to be voting for you. And I think for like 
if it wasn't for him, I don't know how interested I'd be into the politics as well, right? Like it's almost like there's there's somebody changing it up. There's somebody who's bold enough, like you're saying, to put themselves in the mix and almost go against the grain. But at the end of the day, his viewpoints are pretty good. And they're, I would say they benefit Americans more than they, they harm them. The, the, the thing that I'm gonna say here is gonna actually go a little bit against some of the things that he is um, <laughs> saying, because as much as I do and am in favor of his position around being there for his citizens first, in a weird way, I think this could bite him in the ass. Now that this is gonna be brought to the attention globally and every other political leader, especially presidents who are leaders of other countries, are aware of his agenda. Like they're like, okay, like any decision you make is in favor of your people, not ours. I wonder what effect that's gonna have on how much, how much more difficult it's gonna be to um, create strategic partnerships and strong allies globally. And I'll tell you something he said. And the way he says it, once again, he's a confident guy. It sounds like it's gonna be as easy as ABC one, two, three. Vivek says, yeah, here's how I'd handle the whole Russia-Putin situation. I'll go to Putin, I'll say, I'll cut you a deal. And the deal is you are going to be able to have what you want, which from my understanding is pretty much he can overtake land in which he wants. Okay, so he does that. We're, 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 we're going to ignore the fact that that is like extremely illegal with everything that you just did. Okay, but anyway, we'll let that happen. As long as you just, just get rid of your um, uh, deals that you're making with China. Just get rid of that partnership. And uh, we'll forgive you on that front. And uh, we'll all go about our day. So it's like, how difficult is that? Like, here you are going to uh, someone who is deemed a war criminal. And you're saying, just do this for us. And, and you, well, we'll stand out of your way. But then now you also have to not only deal with how he's going to react to that, but you're also going to have to deal with China. So, you know, when I hear things like that, especially mm -hmm. when it's positioned in power from someone who has as much confidence and is as well-spoken as Vivek, I personally can't help but be a little skeptical and go, is that one of those things that you're saying is going to be done right now? And you know that this is in favor of protecting your own people, but that could take years or if not, it's just not going to get done. So, uh, you know, I, I can't help but also admit that, yes, as much as I'm in favor of his mindset going into these things, I also think it will bite him in the ass yeah. because everyone around the world is going to be very aware that he doesn't care much about them because he's more in favor of his own kind. Yeah, I guess. And, and that one's like a weird one because I guess I'm not too, too well-versed in politics to that point where I can have such strong opinions and statements. But from the stuff that I have read and kind of listened and tuned into, he's still saying that he would provide monetary support, but the need to actually be there physically and actually change, like have their troops. For example, he was talking about um, there's troops that died in Syria recently. And they're they like from from the mainstream media. We don't even know that they have troops there anymore. So his I guess his counter argument is why are we there when things aren't changing and our people, the Americans, are dying and paying for this, right? So from that flip perspective, 
once again, I have no strong opinion on that. I really don't know. Um, but I guess his point is what they've tried before didn't really work out well in the last 20, 30 years. And that's why he's looking to change it up because they have tried the flip perspective and to, to their American side, it didn't really benefit them. And see, that's where I can actually stand with what you say, because at the end of the day, when America has a $33 trillion debt crisis, yet mm -hmm. they're still willing to give billions of dollars to other yeah. countries, I totally get where he's like, we need to focus yeah. on the outcry of help that is, 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 is coming from America first. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that, that's where it's actually, it's, it's refreshing in an odd way to get someone who's like, well, we give, we give, we give, you know, presidential, uh, you know, president of America has to take care of the whole world when it's like, okay, well, your country's burning on fire yeah. in front of you to some little extent when you include with what's happened um, in certain countries. But it's like, it'd be really kick ass to see what he does, you know? It'd, it'd be very interesting. And I think sometimes I even think about it, like imagine, imagine I have, a, or imagine you got a big loan. Right. And then all of a sudden you're here being like, yeah, Crumb, you want you want 50K? I got you, bro. Like as a individually, would that make sense to you? Probably not. Right. So if we kind of like extrapolate that and take that as a perspective of every American, that's what a country is doing. Realistically, if they're sending billions of dollars is everybody has money that they've lent out. But they're still being like, yeah, you know what? I'm broke as hell. <laughs> but here, take my take my money, please. Yeah, it's like I'm sitting on like a fifty thousand uh, credit card debt. But here, I have a thousand dollars, no problem. Exactly. It's like everyone's uh, it's like everyone's situation with Christmas. Yeah. Like, we all broke, but let's give yeah. each other gifts, right? That's crazy. I, I was going to say this. I think the cool thing is, once again, I'm speaking on behalf of every brown person out there. Is like, you know, gone are the times where your parents are going to go to you and be like, but the, you be doctor, you be engineer, you be lawyer. Now it's like, but the, you be content creator, you be president or no problem. You know, you be martial arts. Like we're, we're living in that <laughs> yeah. world right now. I think that's sick, right? Like another, like I'm a fan to also just recognize like you see someone where you see a little bit of yourself in them and then you realize and you have more hope and belief that you can achieve anything. So I think despite whether Vivek wins or not, it has given himself a platform, an even bigger platform to sit on right now and recognize whether he knows it or not, that this move of him being out there and potentially being president is helping him in, in all his other endeavors. Last thing, this just happened last night, this is why I wanna bring it up, is Trump, let me quickly pull it up. The Colorado the Supreme Court kicks Trump off the ballot. Say that again? The Colorado Supreme Court kicks Trump off the ballot. So in that same regard, I'm bringing this back up because Vivek also had a response to this and he said that he's personally gonna take himself out from the Colorado ballot simply for this fact, because he, he, he thinks that this is an unjust. And to, to those like Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, and DeSantis, if they don't join, then they're spineless. So I think this is why I kind of also enjoy Vivek's approach, because it doesn't benefit him to take himself out. But he's so far speaking the truth 
and to speaking the truth that he's willing to do things of, of, of that sort. How do you guys feel about that? Another question is, do you think Nikki Haley, uh, Ron DeSant- or, um, DeSantis and Chris Christie are going to follow suit and take themselves out or Vivek's going to be the, the black sheep in this? I think strategically they won't. And then they'll uh, once again make him look uh, like someone who's very different from their uh, perspectives. And I think they're going to um, feel like it's going to work in their favor when possibly it won't. So, Nikki Haley, if you're listening to this, just follow Vivek. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, y'all, that's all I had to add. Uh, two cents in, second floor out. We will see you guys in the next episode. Let's go.